Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And now, here's this Sunday's message. Just wanted to thank you, give you a quick update. Last week, Father Simon asked for your prayers while I ran uh, the Blue Nose Marathon. And uh, your prayers worked because I'm still alive. Barely. But uh, I came in first in my category, priest under, yeah, thank you, thank you. That's the uh, priests under the age of 40 category. So the only one running, I am sure. I wanted to talk about, um, uh, give me a second here, getting lost, where is it? I wanted to talk about... um, a uh, guy I met in the past year went to anoint this guy uh, in the nursing home. And uh, man, he was sharp as a whip. We were chatting. And uh, man, this, he, this guy's seen a few things in his lifetime. Okay, he's 104 years old. Now, this guy has survived not one, but two global pandemics, right? 1918 Spanish flu. He was a little baby. He survived as a child, again, baby, World War I. Uh, he himself fought, survived World War II, and witnessed the, the global devastation that World War II wrought. And uh, he was there. He watched as the world stood on the, the brink, right, of nuclear destruction at the height of the Cold War period. And so he's seen a few things. So I was really struck when he asked me this question about the time that we live in. He said this, do you think this is the end of the world? That's the question he asked me. Now, in the gospel, Jesus talks about the end of the world, and I think that we're in the, the end times, and here's why. Here's three signs that we're in, uh, toward approaching the end of the world. The first is this. I don't know if you saw this news story. Uh, a warning was issued in the, in the big California forest fires for a fire NATO. Okay? It's a tornado made of fire. It's crazy. That's just the beginning. The next thing that comes is the shark NATO, right? And then we're all done. So uh, watch for that. There it is. Uh, how about this? Did anyone see the, the murder hornets that are invading Canada, Pacific Northwest, Canada, the United States? These giant carnivorous hornets or wasps coming at, they're coming to a, a beehive near you, you know? Pretty serious stuff. Uh, the third and perhaps most cataclysmic event, cosmic proportions. This is the most telling sign of all. The world ran out of toilet paper. You know? It's been a, it's been a crappy year. Can, can, I, can I say that? Sorry, maybe I shouldn't say that. Don't tell Father Simon, okay? Now, the truth is, I don't really think the world is coming to an end. Uh, The question of when that day comes is way beyond my pay grade. You'll have to talk to my boss, Father Simon. I'm just kidding. Got to talk to God. Uh, But Jesus, in the gospel, he says, nobody knows the day or the hour except my Father in heaven. So to surmise about when it could happen, when the end of history is coming and Jesus will return, that's not a question for us. Uh, But I do think that there is a sense in which 
the uh, life and history are full of these end-time moments, these cataclysmic shifts in our own lives, in the world, in history. Certainly we've seen one in the past year and a half. Jesus describes the end times like this. He says, But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in heaven will be shaken. And so these end time moments, they feel like a, like a moment of darkness, a time of darkness. There's a lot of suffering. And it can even feel like the heavens are, are falling. The sky is falling. These are uh, moments that are beyond our control. We have a sense that our safety is at risk, whether that's a personal, emotional, psychological safety, perhaps safety of the people that we love. We don't know what to do or where to turn. And the world we know it as it is, is changing. Right? Again, then this can happen in history, can happen in our personal lives. Think of a, the example of, you know, the loss of a loved one. It's a cataclysmic shift. Uh, an unexpected sickness, illness, the loss of a job, painful breakup, even moving cities, the sense of loneliness and change. There's a sense in which life as it was known up to that moment has, has shifted forever. And perhaps some of you, there are people here today who feel like they're experiencing a moment like that. And the question for us is, how do, we, how do we manage that as believers, as people of faith? What do we do? How do we live in a place of security and peace when it seems like the sky is falling all around us? Now, spoiler alert, it's going to have to do something with prayer because that's what our preaching series is about. It's called Up the Mountain. Our preaching series is about prayer. And uh, in the ancient world, mountains were places that, that you were believed to be closer to the gods, right? Because they were closer to heaven. Places of divine counter where you would climb and get a new perspective on the world around you. And prayer is like that. Prayer is like that. Now, once upon a time, uh, when I was a high school student, I asked my grade 11 teacher a question. And I asked them this. I, I said, would you punish me for doing something? Would you punish me for something I didn't do? My chemistry teacher said, no, of course I wouldn't do that. And so I said, uh, I didn't do my homework. Right? Now I failed that class, but the one thing I remember learning from grade 11 chemistry class is about this thing called diffusion. Now, what is diffusion, you ask? It's a great question. <laughs> diffusion is the process by which molecules move from an area of high concentration to an area of low concentration. So think of, for example, opening uh, a pop can or a carbonated beverage. You hear that little psh, right? And what happens is it releases all these CO2 molecules into the air. Inside the can, uh, the, the carbonation, CO2, it's highly concentrated, and it gets diffused into the air. And over time, it turns flat, right, as all of the CO2 molecules are diffused into the air around it, the area of lower concentration. 
Now, I think this is an image for us because when we're in an environment that feels chaotic, when we're in an environment where it feels like the world around us, the, the sky is falling and we're responding to events as they come moment by moment, and it feels like things are out of control, the same process of diffusion can happen. Right? The chaos around us can diffuse into our hearts. Now, if you've ever, say, been uh, in some kind of meeting, maybe it was a family meeting or a, a family reunion or uh, a work meeting, right? And somebody says something that creates and instantly creates tons of tension. And you feel the anxiety levels rise. You can, and you, you experience that in yourself. That's sort of an example of what I'm talking about. But the same principle of diffusion can work in reverse, right? If we, if there's a high concentration of peace and love and joy, that can diffuse into the chaotic environments around us. What if I, if I live from a place of deep and profound peace and presence, that, that can flow into the chaotic family dynamics at home. It can flow into the chaotic dynamics at work. It can flow into the, the Twitter sphere, right? Where there's so much chaos and confusion, anxiety, fear. Now, how do we get to a place of high concentration of peace and joy? Well, Jesus, of course, is our example. Um, no matter how crazy life got for Jesus, now just think about it, right? This guy was followed by crowds wherever he went. People constantly wanted a piece of him. They wanted him to attend to their needs. He was continuously criticized by people different elements and people around him. Uh, he experienced rejection wherever he went. And he was often exhausted by ministry. And it says that he often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. That was his lifeline, if you will. Now Blaise Pascal, philosopher, mathematician, once said, this, and also man of God, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Wow, that's a pretty strong statement. All of man's problems, all of humanity's problems. If only we could sit alone in the quiet with God in prayer. If only we could daily receive his light, his peace, his joy, if that would diffuse into our hearts so that wherever we went, whatever chaos we found inside of ourselves, we weren't uh, moved by the chaos around us, but the peace and the joy would flow out of us into the world around us. The writer of the psalm, and we prayed beautifully, sang together, uh, Protect me, O God, for in you I take refuge. 
And so it's in prayer that we find refuge in God from the falling sky around us. The psalm writer says, uh, continues, I keep the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. And so the, the man or the woman who lives proactively in the world from this place of profound prayer, they're able to say with the psalmist that no matter how crazy the world gets, no matter how wild things are around me, that I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved by fear. I shall not be moved by anger or hatred or jealousy or chaos or criticism or doubt or worry. I shall not be moved. This is the power of prayer. And prayer is so critical that we need to make space for it every single day or we risk the chaos of the world in which we live diffusing into our hearts. I want to encourage you, if you don't, to already be, uh, begin a, a time of daily prayer. And perhaps you already do or you had in the past and you've fallen out of the habit. This is a great opportunity, moment to, to begin again, to pick up where you left off. Perhaps you pray for a few minutes before bed or in the morning. Maybe this is an opportunity to expand your time of prayer. And it's important that when we want to grow in a life of prayer that we're intentional. And that means uh, setting a time, setting a place, and being consistent sticking to it. These are the three most important things about prayer. More important than how to pray is just to start and to be consistent. And God teaches, God himself is the teacher of prayer. The Holy Spirit will guide us and teach us how to pray as we ought, scripture says. Now if you're looking for a structure, last week Father Simon gave a great one. Um, You can go back and watch his homily and live stream, but he said, you know, kind of three steps of prayer. Acknowledge your poverty, offer everything to God, and receive from Him. The point is to carve out a space every day where we can live proactively into the world from a place of prayer. I want to give you just a simple little story uh, myself. On Friday night, I made a series of poor decisions. I sometimes do that, believe it or not. I was uh, getting ready for bed, and I needed to get to bed early so I could get up early and um, uh, work on my homily, which you're now being subjected to. And uh, as a constant, so I was getting ready for bed. I was all ready for bed. I was laying, I was getting ready to lay down. I just thought to myself, hey, here's a great idea. Why don't you just hop on YouTube for a couple minutes and start watching some random videos, you know? So I went down that rabbit trail for 45 minutes, and found myself, okay, finally pulled out of it, and finally, okay, Alex, time for bed. You know, got to get up early, got to get working on the homily. And so I came up with another great idea. Why don't you listen to two hours of stand-up comedy? Right? That's a great idea. So I proceeded to do that before I finally uh, pulled out of that and went to sleep. You're like, oh boy, this guy's our priest here. We're We're in rough shape. 
So as a consequence, I slept in late uh, Saturday morning. And, and Saturday is pretty important for me because it's the day like the homily has to come together. You know, 4 p.m. Saturday is coming, ready or not. And so I'm feeling kind of a little bit heightened levels of anxiety. The stress levels are rising a bit. And so I drive in from Sackville, uh, and I finally sit down at my computer. You know, I sit down, ready to type, and there is no internet at all. And I don't want to uh, speak negatively publicly of any companies, so I'm, we'll just call that this company... Um, Bell Internet, okay? <laughs> so there's no internet anywhere in the building, so I gotta pack up everything, drive all the way back out to Sackville, and I just like, again, I'm beginning to catastrophize my thoughts. I imagine myself getting up here and getting booed out of the sanctuary, 4 p.m. Mass. You know, those people are scary, you know? And uh, finally, you know, the, all the anxiety, stress levels rising, spiking, and I just had a moment of grace, and I thought, you know what? I stepped out of that moment, I slowed down, I stopped, and I turned my attention to God. And I just said, Lord, I've made some dumb decisions here. <laughs> and also there's some things that are out of my control. And all that's contributing to the chaos I'm experiencing right now. But I just surrender it over to you. I don't want to be stressed out. I don't want to be anxious, afraid. I want to enjoy this day. And I just sat there in silence. And what happened? God began to diffuse his peace and his calm into my soul. And then I had a great day. And I even, I even slid a nap into the afternoon, you know? Even fit a nap in there. So all things, they ended well. And uh, this is a simple little story, and it's not a big deal, but the point is, like, prayer is so practical. It should be woven into our days, and it won't take away all your problems overnight, but if you stick to it and you're consistent with it, I promise it will change you over time. We live in a world where things are often falling apart around us. Or sometimes it feels like the sky is falling. Sometimes it feels like the world is ending. But Jesus says this, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. You see, Jesus, the crazier life gets, the closer Jesus becomes. And all we have to do is turn towards him and open our hearts and let him fill us with his peace and his grace. So make a little space and take some time for prayer. Thanks so much for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. Have a lovely day.